Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone tonight if you're a guest. Glad to have you in this service tonight with us. If you're watching us online, wherever you're watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service tonight. Bishop and Mother Ryder ministering in the Baltimore congregation tonight, but we give honor to them even though they are not with us. Praise God. Amen. If you are not standing and you're able to, if you would please stand. We are thankful again this weekend to have Brother Morgan back with us. And as I... Amen. As I often do, not out of habit, not out of ritual, but out of a sincere desire for all of you to get everything God has for you. If you weren't here this morning in the Arnold service, and I know many of you weren't because you're in other places for ministry, but I am asking you, I am encouraging you as soon as possible to listen or watch the service from this morning and hear the things that the Lord said in this sanctuary this morning. And uh, some things that were said that I think are extremely timely with where we are and the transitions and the changes that are taking place. And you need, if you weren't here, and again, I know that's the nature of what we do. So um, I know most of you or many of you are other locations, but I am encouraging you for your own benefit. You need to hear. And, and again, when you do that, don't just, while you're out cutting the grass or something else, but you really need to, you owe it to yourself to focus and listen to what the Spirit said here this morning and be benefited and blessed by that. So at this time, without taking any more time, and we want Him to come and take His time. Brother Morgan, come and obey the Holy Ghost tonight. Whatever God wants to do and say, that's what we want in Jesus' name. Would you do that again? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a tremendous, worthy, glorious, awesome, wonderful Savior. My, what a Savior. I'd hate to think what my life would be without Him. I would hate to think where I would be if I would be without Him. He truly is my reason for living. Without Him, I can do nothing. Amen. I appreciate so much the hospitality. I appreciate uh, the friendship, the true apostolic environment that is resident in this place of worship. Amen. I really do. I am thankful for a government instituted by the Holy Ghost and governed by God. It makes me feel safe. I, 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 I obey the law. I, I, try to, I try to run the speed limit as much as I can. Um, I pay my taxes more than I should, more than I owe, but nevertheless. But 
I, I just find a sense of safety when you feel like you're in the presence of God. And you can't be in the presence of God without some stipulations and some requirements and some boundaries. I'm thankful for the boundaries of life. I'm thankful for walls in my life. Walls make me feel safe. Amen. Definition of a wall is restrictive or protective. You choose. You can look at a wall and it be restrictive or you can look at a wall and say that's protective. I'm thankful for the walls of my life. I'm thankful for the protection of my life. Amen. And uh, back middle of last year after two or three years of searching and seeking the Lord and uh, trying to do the perfect will, not just the permissible will of God. Uh, all this happened in about 60 days, and it wasn't planned that way, but in a matter of 60 days, we resigned the church of 19 years. My number two son got married. We moved across the country, and uh, my little fellow was diagnosed with a sickness and all of that in about 30 or 40 days. So when I tell you that I understand a little bit about change, Will you just take my word for it? But I also know that change is necessary. Change is good. And anybody that fights change is dead on their feet. Now I'm going to say some things before I say some more things. And some of the things I'm going to say, I need you to listen. You cannot resist change and be in the will of God. You, you can't say, well, I like it this way and we need to keep it this way because I'm comfortable here. Because if you're comfortable, you're in a stage of backsliding. Comfort is never part of the fivefold ministry of the apostolic church. Show me one place in the three and a half years of ministry of Jesus Christ that he ever said I'm comfortable. It, it just doesn't work that way. And so I, I now look up here at me. I, I like comfort. I am a creature of habit. I, I like my recliner, the same place every time I go to look for it. I like my socks in the sock drawer, not in the t-shirt drawer. I want them folded a certain way. And I thank the Lord, my sweet wife humors me. Uh, but there's just, I just like things like they are. And that's okay out there. Because that's your world. But when you join his world, you have to be submitted to what he wants. And, and people can get very comfortable with the status quo or the same-o, same-o. And it becomes an indictment against the church that if you can't change. Amen. Now, the neat thing is when we're talking about change, we're not talking about doctrinal change. We're talking about change that makes us happy and unhappy. The consistency of the gospel of Jesus Christ is without change. It'll never change. You still got to come out. You still got to get in. You've got to do it his way or no way. We, we understand that. But in the government of God, he institutes things that incorporate the help of men, of women, of ministries, of flesh. And, and that sometimes demands change, pastoral change, administrative change, secretarial change. Uh, you get rid of one old bus and buy a newer bus. People get mad when you sell the old bus because that's where they met their girlfriend on. And how dare you sell something so memorialized in my mind. It, if you just give me just a few minutes here, change is good. Change is necessary. From a letter written to U.S. President Martin Van Buren dated 19, 
or January 31st, 1829. Did you hear that? The canal system of this country is being threatened by the spread of a new form of transportation known as railroads. The federal government must preserve the canals for the following reasons. One, if canal boats are supplanted by railroads, serious unemployment will result. Captains, cooks, drivers, hostlers, repairmen, lock tenders will be left without means of livelihood, not to mention the numerous farmers now employed in the growing hay for horses. Number two, boat builders will suffer tow line, whip and harness makers will be left destitute. Three, canal boats are absolutely essential to the defense of the United States. In the event of the unexpected trouble with England, the Erie Canal would be the only means by which we could ever move the supplies so vital to waging modern war. As you well may know, Mr. President, railroad carriages are pulled at the enormous speed of 15 miles per hour by engines which, in addition to endangering life and limb of passengers, roar and snort their way through the countryside, setting fire to crops, scaring livestock, frightening women and children. The Almighty Seven certainly never intended that people should travel at such breakneck speed. Signed, Martin Van Buren, Governor of New York. And this I pulled from a book by Hans Fensel, who typed the chapter containing the antidote on his laptop computer while in a plane traveling at 475 miles per hour at an altitude of 34,000 feet. Perception is not always reality. Comfort is not always necessary. Change is. You have to go with change. You have to, you have to work with change. This morning, in what I felt deep in my spirit, is um, the, the messenger come uh, and said, there is a wheat field and it is covered now and it appears to be many tares. There's, there's tares in the wheat field. And uh, we need to go in there and we need to, Rip out the tares. And the wise man said, let's leave the tares alone. Let's don't mess with them. Let's let them grow until harvest. Until harvest. And at harvest time, we will have the ability to separate wheat from tares. Now, I want the church to listen to me. If you're a visitor, we're so glad you're here. We're fixing to preach and get all excited and shout, hoop, and holler. But until we do that, the church needs to listen. He said, leave them alone until the harvest. And at the harvest, all will be made known. I told him this morning, I grew up in farm country. I grew up with wheat fields and cotton fields. But wheat is that unique thing that if there is a tear in there, you, you cannot tell the tear from the wheat. You can't separate the tear from the wheat while they're growing together. But at harvest time, the wheat head gets so heavy that it will submit to the weight and it will bow. It bows to the will of God. It bows to his creative power. So I find out that any person that resists the will of God is really not a wheat. They are tares. Anybody that becomes so rigid against the will of God you can just put the X on them and say, at some point in time, God is going to pull them from this body. So if you're a leader and you're having a hard time, if you're a saint and you don't quite understand everything, let me give you some good old-fashioned Missouri 
wisdom. Shut up. Hush your mouth. Because the last thing you want to be right now is divisive and so discord in the body when God is trying to govern the church. And it is harvest time. And there will be lots of things made known here in the next two or three months. The upcoming future, uh, a lot of things will be made known. You're going to be surprised at the people that start looking more like tares and less like wheat. People that threw their hat feel prophetic right now. People that threw their hat into the ring and said, I submit, I obey, I believe. But you're going to find out just how much they submit, obey, and believe by their resistance to what they're asked to do. Be careful that you don't silence the preacher's voice. Be careful that you don't lose your value of the preacher's voice. This pulpit needs to be loud and clear and unfettered. Your hope is in an unfettered pulpit. Your hope is in somebody that hears from God and will speak. That's your hope. Amen. Amen. I believe with all of my heart that what God began here late last year um, is not finished. I told him this morning I hate to lose, and I, I, don't, I don't plan on losing. Um, but the Lord has begun a great work here. And, and me and your pastor uh, agree that this, this is not over. D don't, don't think that just because change is in the air and the direction seems to be going that way that what we've been uh, aligning ourselves to is going to slow down or change. I don't think you believe that. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. And woe unto us if we allow building program. Woe unto us if we allow what we call good change and progression to become a distraction to this body. There is nothing more important than revival. Your agenda or my agenda is not important compared to revival. Sometimes people, people's agenda, listen, this is God's church. And sometimes he allows change to happen to prove one's agenda. Because if a man stands up and makes the accusation, there's too much innocent blood shed along with it. So God gives a man the desire of his heart. But really, it's the sealing of his own destruction. Because when you're so right that you can't receive rebuke nor correction, the only thing left for God to do is delusion you, send you a strong delusion, and allow you to believe so much in what you think is right that you become right, but you don't know that you're completely wrong. And God loves the body enough that he'll let you self-destruct and not let the majority self-destruct. So be careful when you've pressed to get your own way for so long that you finally get your way. I think we need to pray. I think we ought to lift our hands and pray. I really do. I think the Lord is talking clearly to this church right now. Shall we pray?
Help us tonight, God. Help us to pursue. Help us to pursue. Help us to truly and honestly pursue you. Mm. You can't have multiple levels of leadership and uh, not have change. You can't have multiple levels of leadership and not have somewhat of conflict. And I contend that the people of God are not stupid. You're an intelligent group of people. But you need, to, you, need to, you need to hear me tonight when I tell you that you don't need to let anything, anything distract you right now. There's going to be people that want to voice frustration. There's going to be people that want to say, I don't like that. I don't know why we have to do that. And if you give ear to that, you are help spreading something that needs to be stopped. I tell you what you need to be focused on tonight. What's God fixing to do? And I appreciate pastor pushing us and helping us, but it's almost, it's almost an indictment against us that he had to push us and help us. It really is. We, we ought to right now be so deep in the Holy Ghost that angels are ascending and descending in this place. But yet we kind of happen to be pulled along the way and babied a little bit when we shouldn't be babied. We are not an immature congregation. We're very mature. We understand the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We, we're, not, we're not equipped to fight in men's arena, but we, we can, however, pull down strongholds. I have the power to cast down evil imaginations or anything that exalteth itself against the will and the knowledge and the power of God. This is my God-given genetic right. I, I, I just feel the holy, I feel some boldness in this place right now. And I need you to understand revival is not coming, revival is here. Revival's not coming, revival is here. It's, it's here. The gifts, the call of God, miracle signs and wonders, they are here. They're here tonight. Oh, my God. They're, they're here right now. They're not coming. You don't have to wait on them to fall. They're here right now. They're in operation right now. Hallelujah. 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 Let it be so, God. Every principality and power pulled down. Every evil thought, high imagination, pulled down. Every resistance to the supernatural, driven from this place right now. Come on, congregation. Jesus.
Come on, just another moment or two. Let's go into this right now. Let's walk into this right now. Pursuing Him. Pursuing it. Seeking Him. Wanting it more than we want anything else in this life. Give me the ability to say yes, Lord. Even when I don't understand it. Give me the ability to say yes, Lord. Even when my flesh doesn't like it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Before any real revival, reviving, or harvest, there is always one common denominator. Distractions. Some distractions are from the enemy, hell itself. Some distractions are just from flesh. Distractions nevertheless. We have to be very careful, even here tonight, that we are not distracted from what is man's government, a necessity, a positive thing, that we don't allow it to overshadow the supernatural. And what is born of the Spirit. There is a revival in this building tonight. I, I happened to catch um, Bishop's quote, Facebook, whatever, however it came. And it said that if you have any connections at all with Antioch, I'm asking you, I'm telling you to watch this. And so, because the bishop said so, because I feel very connected, I watched it. And one of my favorite preachers, Brother Foster, was preaching. And I was blessed, but reminded again, to enlarge, to stretch forth, to make ready. Because the season is here. And he said, not just hundreds, but thousands. And you shouted. Oh, yes, you did. And I thought, if I was there, I'd shout. It was that good. It was that positive. And he kept preaching about the reviving, the revival, the numerical growth that was here. And you shouted some more. And you folks even took a selfie with him. And then the leadership got up and clarified and said prophecy was here. That that was from God. But yet four weeks later, five weeks later, six weeks later, simply because administrative change. You have decided that revival is probably not here. Now, I'm, I'm ready to preach. 
And they said, take my time. So, as you can tell, I got two offerings tonight. So I feel pretty, I feel pretty blessed. I want to, I want to, I want to ask, where is the people that heard that? And the people that received that? And the people that are ready to act on that? Where are they? It won't come any other way. Come on, let it break right now. Come on, we had a cleansing here this morning. Now we need a feeling. I'm going to warn some of you, you better be careful. You're looking more like a tear tonight than you are a wheat right now. I'm going to tell some preachers and some leaders here tonight, you're looking more like a tear right now than you are a wheat right now.
Go ahead. Go ahead. Thou havest the name that thou art alive. You have a name that you can do this. But let a little distraction show up and see how fast we are to negate it. Not so, Holy Ghost. You did not choose unwisely. We are a people that are ready to experience a reviving, a revival, a harvest, a demonstration. Uniquely, uniquely, divinely chosen. Have you heard that before? Special in the sight of God. Have you heard that before? Greatly anointed, greatly positioned, greatly favored. Have you heard that before? Unique. Have you heard that before? Many phrases and terminology that have been given to this church about your uniqueness. You're not just anybody gathered together anywhere. You are a unique, a special, a chosen people. To do a very unique and a special and a chosen thing. That's why the majority of you have gone through probably a little more hell than the average man or woman will. That's why you get fought just a little harder than the average person will. That's why you've come through a little more hell than the average person will. Because God is not going to give this level to just anybody. There were many disciples and apostles, but only one Paul. Greatly anointed and favored of God. But Paul's the only one that had the thorn. There's a reason. There's a reason why the Holy Ghost chose you. There's a reason why the Holy Ghost has organized and orchestrated you. There's a reason why your administration, the church government, is unique. Apostolic at best, but unique. There's a reason. But the problem is, if you ever start billing yourself as the people who can pray until something happens, or the people that can intercede until hell is stopped, or a revival church, or a book of Acts, or an apostolic church, and you're not that, then you don't just draw the attention of hell, you get the attention of God in a very disfavorable way. For if you ever have a name that you're alive, and yet you're dead, or that you're rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, but rather you're blind, wretched, miserable, and naked and poor, you're in trouble. And I'm just here tonight to confirm one more time by the work of the Holy Ghost that God didn't make a mistake when He put you together. 
I feel so prophetic right now. God has not made a mistake. He didn't make a mistake the hell you come through, Stu. He didn't make a mistake the hell you... Every man on here has got their own personal testimony. But yet in the congregation, each of you could rise and say, mine's just a little bit different than... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Either God made a mistake or God knew exactly what He was doing, how He's doing it, where He's doing it, and why He's doing it. My God, I don't look anything like the hell I just come through. If you've seen what I've just endured, I don't look anything like that. But the grace of God which kept me. But the grace of God which anointed. Come on, congregation. I'm telling you that you are uniquely and highly favored of God. But you're going to have to get off high center with it. You ought to be praying. You ought to be shouting. You ought to be talking in tongues. Hell fears you and heaven loves you. That's a good place to be tonight. There needs to be some devils rebuked in this place tonight. There needs to be some dominion taken in this place tonight. That devil of doubt and discord needs to be run smack out of this house tonight. Not next week and not Thursday night. We're going to do it tonight in Jesus' name. We don't just say we're apostolic. We are apostolic. We don't just say we cast out devils. We're going to cast out devils. Let the church stand. Let the church rise. Let the church exalt the name that is greater and the blood that is more powerful. Come on, Antioch. Come on, something's trying to break here right now. We're not just going to preach about it. We're not just going to talk about it. We're not just going to get organized about it. It's time to have it. Book of Acts style. Just like the Holy Ghost promised the church of Antioch. You ought to talk in tongues in spite of it. You ought to run the aisles in spite of it. You ought to leap for joy in spite of it. You ought to cast out a devil in spite of it. You ought to proclaim the might, the majesty, and the power of Jesus in spite of it. Tell you what, some of you waiting on right now, you're, you're waiting on, you're waiting on me to go on down the road 
And you're waiting on this thing to go back to a sense of normalcy. I told you in September, October, November, December, January, February, March, and April, it will never go back to there. As long as the Holy Ghost has me and that man connected, it will never go back to that. We'll kick tables over. We'll run the money changers out of here. We are going to be a book of Acts Holy Ghost revival church or die trying. Did you hear me, discord? We are going to do the will of God. Did you hear me, you bitter brother? We are going to do the will of God. We will. We are. We will. Come on, Antioch. I'm trying to fight this thing for you tonight. Devil, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You spirit of hell, I come against you in the power of the name of Jesus. I want every believer of Antioch to lift your voice and use it like a weapon right now. Lift your voice and use it like a weapon right now. In the back, right, left, on the platform. Lift your voice and use it like a weapon. For great is the Lord. For great is the Lord. For great is the Lord. Run it out of here. Rebuke it. Take dominion of it now, tonight. God has equipped you God has divinely positioned you and tonight you're going to be the tipping point you're going to be the point of the spear that helps this congregation break through this dimension once and for all I don't want you to just shout I want you to point your finger and I want you to take dominion right now Take dominion. Take dominion. Come on, Antioch. We preached about it. We sung about it. Let's have it. Let's have it. 2016 is the year. Come on. Throw your hands up and say, I trust the Holy Ghost. I trust God's government. I trust the leading of God in my life.
I'm sick and tired of that devil walking in here and trying to lock this thing back up every time we get a moment. We're going to take dominion of him tonight. We're going to put him in prison tonight. Come on, congregation. Come on, leaders. Come on, saints of God. Some of you are still hesitating. I get it. I understand it. We've heard it before. We've heard the rhetoric before. I'm asking you to trust the Holy Ghost right now. I'm asking you to trust the Holy Ghost right now. And commit all you've got to this moment. But if I do and it doesn't happen, it's impossible. It's going to happen. Come on, believer. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. I want to believe. I'm trying to believe. But I believed before and it didn't happen. There's deliverance in this place tonight. There's deliverance from addictions. There's a deliverance from the past. Come on. Come on. Come on, we're not done. We're not done. Come on, folks in the back. Come on, brothers and sisters in the back. you got to help us. Yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. If you're in this place tonight, listen to me. Can you hear me back there? If you're in this place tonight and you have an addiction, nicotine, drugs, pornography, how about the past? How about addicted to hurt? How about addicted to bitterness? Whatever your addiction is, you can't get past it. Get up here. Get up here. Stand right here. Hurry. Give me that brother. Sick and tired of trying to have church around this. We are a book of Acts church. We are a book of Acts church. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Stand right here. In the name of Jesus Christ, the liberty of the Holy Ghost is going to work through you tonight. And every hand your hand touches will be divinely delivered. A work of the Holy Ghost. Turn around. Lay hands on her. It's done. In Jesus' name. I love you. Lay hands on her. Angels are in this place right now. I don't care if you believe me or not. There are angels ascending and descending. There's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let this be a miraculous night of divine deliverance. In Jesus name. That junk in his mind, Brother Tino. That junk in his mind is going to go right now. There it is. There it is. There it is. Cast it off. Cast it off. Cast it off. Come on, folks in the back. You've got to help us tonight. You have a name for being this. You have a name for doing this.
Stay right here. Look at me. Look at me. You hear me? Stop playing games. Stop being in and out. Stop doing what you want to do. And start doing what God wants you to do right now. When this man touches you, the shackles are coming off of you. But if you pick them up again, there is no guarantee. Pray for him. Look at me. It's over. It's over. That junk you're hanging on to, that junk that's glued itself to you, it's over. Look at me. It's over as of tonight. Finished. Quit turning back to it. Quit going back to it. Let it go tonight and be done with it forever. Lay hands on her. Come on, folks. Don't stand there and spectate. Reach over and pray with somebody. Reach over and grab somebody's hand. Say, I join with you. We're going to break this thing open tonight. We're going to walk through that open door tonight. We're going to do what the man of God prophesied tonight. Games are over. Playing with it is over. Flirting with it is over. Antioch, we're coming up. We're coming out. Get ready. Deliverance. 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 Deliverance because that's a book of Acts thing. Deliverance because Jesus said so. No more bondage. No more baggage. Free at last. Free at last. That's it. Open your mouth. Deliver me, oh God. 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 Come on, folks. Come on. Come on, congregation. Come on, saints of God. You can't do it average. You can't do it almost. There needs to be an explosion in this place tonight of deliverance. 
The devil needs to fear you out of this place tonight. Come on. When you lay your hands on them, they will be delivered. That's it, my brother. When you lay your hands on them, it will happen. It will happen. Yes. 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 Listen, hang on. Now, I, I get it. I get it. I understand it. 
we're, 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 doing, we're doing what we think all we can do. But I need you in the back to listen to me right now. This is home. This is your church. You got the Holy Ghost. I need you to listen to me right now. He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth. The danger of moments like this is you start disengaging because you think you're watching a show. And the enemy is a wise old fox. And while there is deliverance happening here, these things are not being driven out. They're just being driven back. Because the very next verse says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. The word dry means waterless. If it's not flowing out of you and through you, you are a dry place. When the Holy Ghost delivered him, that thing left him and it found you. Stop spectating. Stop sitting back there thinking you're watching some show or movie and get involved in this. And we won't just nudge those things. We will break the back of those things and cast them out of here. Now, if you're, if you're elderly, if you are hurt, if you are fret, sit down. Seriously, we don't expect you to do anything that's going to hurt your body. Please. But for God's sake, if you're Holy Ghost filled and can, get up. And you don't have to come back and hear me ever again if I offend you, but get up. This is not a show. This wasn't pre-planned. This is a work of the Holy Ghost tonight. And I want deliverance here and back there. I want to break the back of this thing once and for all tonight. Are you ready, Antioch? Are you ready, Antioch? Let the Holy Ghost sweep this place right now. Let a divine move of the Holy Ghost. We got a name that we're alive. Let's act alive. We got a name for deliverance. Let's have deliverance. Come on, folks. Oh, oh, oh.
in the kill fear the future are you ready lift your hands and lift your voice and take dominion of the fear of the future 
Some of you have been in bondage and under this pressure for so long, you actually fear deliverance. Woo! Boy, we just found it right there, didn't we? There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Fear not. I take, there it is. I take dominion of fear in this place. We do not fear our future. We do not fear the future. Come on. There's a break here tonight. There's an advancement here tonight. I've been in bondage so long I wouldn't know how to live free. Come out of bondage. Come out of bondage. Come out of that cloud. Get out of that depression. Deliverance. Don't stop, church. It's here. Get that fear off you. Get 
When Miriam got free, when Miriam got free, she grabbed a tambourine and she danced and she sang. How long has it been since in freedom and in liberty? Not because they asked you to. Not because we pushed you to. But how long has it been since you felt free enough and liberated enough? Free people dance. Liberated people dance. Let's see who's free it. If you're a leader, if you're a congregational pastor, a leader, get up here. Pastor, get up here. There it is. Every time we get together. 
sing it. Hey, if they can do it, you ought to do it. Ghost, a heroin addict. We prayed through a heroin addict to the Holy Ghost. He said he never felt anything like this before.
glory. Praise Him. If you have an addiction, you can be delivered right now. Not just heroin, but anything. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. you listen this isn't hype it's not a myth this thing is being divinely orchestrated won't you listen last week when the brother called me out me and my wife to pray for us uh, because of the promises he said the old promises and other than Bishop Wright's promises we were the old promises 41 years we've been here, and God gave us promises back there that are just in the process of coming to pass now. And so he had no idea what he was saying. But I'm telling you, a lot of you are part of these promises that God gave to us. You're part of these promises as as. 
I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. The bishop, the bishop prophesied to me once. He said, the Lord has called you as part of what he's called you for as the thermometer for the end time finances for the end time revival. And that's what he's getting ready to do. You just need to know you're part of that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 